The purpose of life is not to be happy. It is to be useful, to be honorable, to be compassionate, to have it make some difference that you lived and lived well. Ralph Waldo Emerson. Hi, I'm Tamara Michelle, and this is Real Conversations Podcast, created and recorded in Dauphin, Manitoba. Today, I have Carrie Riel back on the show as my co-host, and we discuss affordable housing in Dauphin, how almost 100 households have been displaced due to an out-of-town investor who doesn't appear to play by the rules. And I have Carrie Real back on uh, Real Conversations podcast with me today. Welcome back to the show. Uh, today we're doing something a little bit different, kind of a bee in our bonnet, I guess is what I would say. <laughs> Many bees. <laughs> so today we are doing the podcast basically uh, on the road. Uh, we're here in Dauphin, Manitoba on location on Davidson Avenue. And behind me, there's a building uh, that is uh, an apartment complex. Now there is a few apartment complexes on the north end of our community and there's a lot of landlords I think collectively in this community there are many landlords and some may be a landlord of one or two places that are some that are landlords of 20 50 80 uh, depending on who you talk to and I would say that the landlords are pretty close-knit I'm speaking on on that front because I'm a landlord myself I uh, operate 20 doors Uh, I represent 50 in the community because I'm also a, a property manager for other people and um, I just the one thing that I can say is that I would say that for the most part we really follow the rules so generally speaking um, uh, the Tennessee's branch all the people that I know um, all the people that I know we work together uh, or we even just communicate from time to time and the rules that are set out for us we set out so for 2021 there was no rental increases allowed with the tenancies branch and for 2022 and 2023 there are no uh there are no rental increases allowed zero percent yeah so and as far as i know everyone's following that because we've just gotten out of covid and let's face it um it's been a very stressful tenuous time for many people we have inflation which is they're saying 10 percent. i still think it's closer to 30 because i know where my money's going and it's not going very far we just gave up a family holiday because we couldn't afford the gas and we couldn't afford to pay for it and we said we're going to do a staycation and um so looking at that i look at my household income and i wonder what it's like to be on a set income like our uh our pensioners for example our, our retirees are, that are in our community are more vulnerable we've got people on uh, assistance we've got um there's a poverty level. I'll let you right. speak to so, that, Carrie. Well, the mean income for our for this area is forty nine thousand. That's per household. That's before taxes. Forty nine thousand. So my, you know, as a business owner walking around town and uh, talking to people, definitely people are. are the cost of living is certainly an issue. Uh, my office is in Dauphin Neighborhood Renewal under one roof, which uh, feeds many, many people. In the newspaper today, I read, you know, they were giving a presentation to uh, the food bank. That has increased over the years, doubled. They're seeing new clients every week and regular clients. So poverty, um, we're looking at a 34% poverty rate amongst youth in our community. That's the fourth highest. We're number four. In all of Canada, that's not a statistic to be proud of. Um, We have about a 40% single-parent families here with three or more children, sometimes up to five. So looking at the demographic and the issues in our community... 
a rental increase along with gas and groceries and everything. Me as a business owner, my liability insurance has increased over 40%. Uh, costs are going up in every, every way in our community. Yeah, and I mean, we can see that. We can see that. We can see the stress on people's faces. I've been in uh, the grocery store and seen... Um, people being very careful on what they actually purchase or put in their grocery baskets and putting things back. Right. It's, it's worse now than it's been in a long time. And anybody who doesn't agree with that is not paying attention. That's, that's basically Or doesn't want to see it. Right. You see what you want to see. And, and exactly. the other thing is um, this week alone, and even including in front of my house, I saw five homeless people sleeping outside. Five. Five in a week. And uh, again, in front of my house in the North End. So it really is a community issue. Mm-hmm. And so the reason why today we're bringing up the building behind us specifically on Davidson Avenue. Right. Um, again, there's one on Forest. There's one also on Brown Avenue. Um, and all of these buildings have been bought by an investor that's not from our community. From Portage, I think. And I heard from Morden. Okay. But, so so he's, property he's managed got, out of Portage. And yes. And well, and he told me because I've spoken with him on the phone because he wanted to buy one of my buildings. Um, he wanted to buy and he was lowballing is what he was doing. He was lowballing prices. So I didn't know that at the time. Uh, his name is Justin Bullio, I believe. Um, and I don't normally name drop, but I want to name drop in this instance. And there's a reason for that because I'm kind of upset about the situation. Uh, I've had former colleagues. I've had former tenants. I've had people calling me nonstop as a property manager looking for a place to live. Then I find out that he's bought in this building, pulled out the bathtubs all at once for all of the units. And these people had to share a communal bathroom. So the whole building behind us, they had to share a communal bathroom. Four units, I think. I think it's 24 units. And I'm sure he did the same thing with other buildings, because I know a gentleman that lives in the building right here in Forest East. And the same thing. He told me two weeks he had no bathroom. They were sharing a communal bathroom. And I talked to somebody here in a local business. They said people were coming in crying because they were humiliated and embarrassed. Having to share a communal bathroom, that's not even allowed. During during COVID without cleaning in between. Yeah. And no kitchen for two weeks. Well, then he pulled out all of the fridges and stoves for two weeks. They were three years old. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. They, didn't three, need, they were three. They did not need to be replaced. Yeah. He pulled them out to artificially inflate the prices. So now these places behind us, these were rented out for five hundred dollars. That was what the set rate was when he bought it from the other, uh, the, the the last owner. He is re- he's he's increasing this one and this building that's on Forest, and you can't see it, but. Uh, to $1,350 for like a 500 square foot, 400 square foot apartment on the North End. I mean, you should be falling over when you hear that number because just hear me again, from $500 to $1,350, it's almost tripling on September 1st. And that's not through the Tennessee's branch. He's very clever. He's going through the... Well, and I'm not 100% sure. So that's that's kind of the mystery about it. Like this building I walked by when I was a kid. So this building is at least 50 some years old. Um, and what I'm hearing and what I see from doing research is that this is a trend. So he's in seven different communities, has many, many apartments, uh, doesn't even use local 
people to renovate. Bring, I know the appliances bring, were not bought on, locally. Uh, not bought locally. There is no advantage to our community. There's nothing staying here within our community. Um, and so the other thing is I had a landlord contact me over the weekend. And so the average price for, she had a two-bedroom, two-bathroom, uh, beautiful, I guess, large apartment for rent, twelve fifty with granite countertops. You can get a house for $1,200 with a yard. Yep, full so house. if you go and you sit in those things, they're tiny. There's no balcony. There's no air conditioning. It's not a... It's not an upscale building where, you know, you have a choice to move in on a new build. This is people that have been there for even up to 20 plus years. And and I want to speak to this because my brother is also in real estate in the community and his wife. And they have, I believe, 80 places. Um, I'm sure at least 40 or 50 of them are brand new builds. Brand new builds. They're all slab on grade. Um, they're all, well, some of them, some of them are triplexes, duplexes. They're, they're small, but they're renting those for about $1,000 a month. Brand new granite countertops, never been lived in. So I'm trying to figure out how he can get away with doing this. Well, like there, there's got to be something somewhere. This, and if there isn't, then we really have a problem. So when, and my angle comes from, you know, I like politics, is comes from the um, currently our Manitoba government the buzzwords, the political buzzwords, as I call them, are affordable housing, right? And uh, in March of 2021, the city of Dauphin received $725,000, I believe it was, for affordable housing from the province to address issues that were, you know, our community was picked out of one of them because we needed affordable housing. And we still do. And we still do. And but So that's the political buzzword, and that's what's happening. We were given money. It went to certain people in need in the community uh, and then you have the residential tenancies branch who is a branch of our provincial government saying zero percent increase then it goes over to another branch of government which is the regu- rental regulation board who deals with he this man has to apply when i phoned rental and tenancies and i'm a previous landlord owner as well they referred me to rent regulation that it really had nothing to do with them until this individual provided two years worth of receipts, uh, made application to increase the rent, whether or not it was granted or not, and then the tenants would have time to um, speak up out against it. So they've been served a notice um, and then of the increase, which has caused so much hardship. People have been sick, have been not able to sleep, and it really hasn't even gone through the process yet. And going through this bullying process of pulling out the tubs all at once. Well, they're signing a, here's, we'll give you a discount. We're raising it to $1,350. we will give it back to you for 1100 if you sign now for a year. So also strong-arming people into that. And when I was phoning around today to the uh, residential tenancies and rent regulation I don't get a straight answer and I have to say this isn't the first time where I've contacted government and I've gotten kind of the the runaround I couldn't figure it out an 84 year old certainly can't maneuver forms on the internet and, and figure it out so what I wanted to know was if people were served a notice in May 
and he had to serve the rental tenancies with 14 days would mean June 7th and if they've just received it but he's missed his timeline he's missed his timeline but these people are told and you get a different story every time you talk to someone these people are told that they must start paying rent as of September 1 and waiting waiting for the rental regulation to have its hearing uh, without a timeline don't even give people like are we looking for a month or two months is it two years down the road and then once it's decided they'll get their money back Uh, but will they because they would have to go to court probably to get it back why would he give it back well you know me I said well can you provide the legislation because I can't find it and so far I haven't received it so what really is the process um, I guess is is the question for me and the question for me is as a community member Um, And yes, I'm a landlord, but I'm also a caring human being. So I deal with a lot of affordable housing and I work with people all the time and people are people. People need a place to live. So my question is, how do we protect the vulnerable in our community when we have we have a place where we already have zero vacancy? So I think I should stress that very much so. Dauphin is zero vacancy, which means you're strapped most of the time trying to find a place to live. And that's with, you know, certain individuals and there are not very many that are building affordable housing in the community or even maybe they're building they're building a little bit nicer so maybe the thousand dollars a month to rent for an apartment like my brother for example and that alleviates some of the other homes that can be more affordable housing right but you know what you're getting into right that's of course of course but the, the thing is how do we how do we protect those people, when we've got a hundred people who are now basically being bullied out of their homes, mm-hmm. some of them mm-hmm. 20 year, 20 year tenants or more, yeah. or more, they're being bullied out. They're elderly. They don't know where to go and there is no housing. So you've now, you now effectively displaced a hundred households. Well, so I guess that's my issue. And, and, um, you know, the city of Dauphin, their housing study, I believe it was in 2019, we had a consultant come in and cost $10,000 for a housing study. Part of that study and part of the um, goals and the strategic plan for the city is affordable housing. So that's at the federal level, you're hearing that buzzword. You're hearing that at the provincial level and at our local municipal governance level. And... You can't just throw money at things down the river, you know, pull fish out down the river and not go back and look at the root cause of of what's happening. So we have now we have the city saying affordable housing. Um, We have under one roof helping with with food. We have Dauphin Neighborhood Renewal. We have the Dauphin Friendship Center. We have Parkland Crossing. There's so much food food for thought. thought. There's so much money going into food security and helping. And that's our local community community trying to help our local community on this end. So we're putting band-aids solutions way down here and we're not addressing the root cause of the problem and to say you know there was one person I don't like to get on on my Facebook wars but I couldn't stand it who said good you know well it should be up to the up to standard and I'm going go sit at that table and talk to those people who can't afford it Uh, nobody nobody in that building is opposing a little bit of an increase but double or 120 percent is something they really can't 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 do so it goes back to you know when the jail closed, and rightfully so, we had signs on the lawn. We had advocacy for the people working at the jail. Uh, we had a public meeting. The city of Dauphin held a public uh, a meeting. We went 
the city of Dauphin went to um, to address the provincial government to try and advocate. So advocacy as a community, mis- municipal government's role is advocacy. Mm-hmm. We have a hundred and plus people going to be affected just as we did for the jail, and nothing. Nobody, se- yeah. nobody seems to be passionate about yeah. it, or you know, oh well, you know. I mean, there's nothing wrong with enjoying life, but I spent the last two weekends trying to help these people. I would have loved to have been at the beach, and this is what I've chose to do. Not, It doesn't affect me, yeah. but it affects my friends. It affects 100-plus people in our community. Yeah. And my fear is that 10 years down the road, if we don't do something mm-hmm. as a community, are we going to be like a Vancouver in 10 years and where outside investors are coming in and just doing what they want to the point of rural Manitoba, if we're going to spend $1,300, which is the average price for a rental unit in Winnipeg, then why live in rural Manitoba? Because our cost of living here is considered to be lower, but the wages can be higher in Winnipeg. So if we have to travel then for medical and for dental and different things, what's the advantage of rural Manitoba? And I fear the impact that we're going to have healthcare, for instance, that's been another issue that I've been dealing with this week. And you look at the newspaper today, I think I counted 49 positions on the website for our our hospital. Um, That's not good. You know, we have, we can't find people, we can't find people to occupy those roles. So even as a business owner, Right now, the talk is there aren't people to fill the roles in regards to labor shortage. So if we have people moving out of here, that labor shortage is going to decrease and there aren't going to be people to fill those roles. And you're not going to be able to do it paying someone minimum wage. If you have to pay $1,300 a month rent, minimum wage job isn't going to cut it. It's true. It's true. And I have a lot of uh, some of the affordable housing I have. I have two or three people. They they room together and I'm fine with that. So, yeah. you know, um, yeah, I, I pe- people have to live. So they have to find a place to live. Um, we have no housing right now in Dauphin. This has actually exasperated the whole situation and made it made the vulnerable even more vulnerable. And um and I, I, for one, would really like to know what we can do uh, as a community for that. So on that note, I understand that you have a petition. I did on that .org. Okay. Um, I started one. I'm up to 165 signatures. You know, granted, they're all not from the area. Uh, but very good comments on there about, uh, like I said, this isn't, we really need to get out of that mindset where that was my thought where I was going with the health care. That's a provincial matter. Housing, that's a provincial matter. Landlord and tenancies, we push it off to the province. We push it off to the federal government. No, we need to take ownership of our own communities. And be and, accountable. And be accountable yep. and advocate for our own our own communities. And yeah. so I did start it. I'm up to 165 signatures. Um, and where do people go if they want to sign this or they want to take a look at the petition and see what it's about and consider well, signing? Well, yes, I probably should have had that. It's at that .org. Okay. Um, or they can contact me. I yep. think I'm pretty... Um, we'll, we'll put it up here on the, yeah, on the show. Yeah, we'll, we'll do that. And I'll do an update on that. And the other thing is for that petition, we've had local people provide in excess of $200 to see that petition move forward. So there is support. Yeah. Um, well, thank you for, for doing that. Nice You're to welcome. see everybody again. Yeah, nice to see you too, Carrie. I forgot how to podcast. <laughs> so, yeah, 
I guess we'll leave with that today. It was sort of a passionate, a passionate, uh, yeah, we <laughs> passionate plea, <laughs> a passionate plea. Yeah. bother you for a second I'm a local podcaster for Real Conversations podcast from Dauphin here okay um our, can, can I have a short interview with you? It's just called a streeter where I ask your opinion on something. Yeah, sure. Okay. Um, if you don't mind me asking, do you own or rent your property? I rent. Oh, you rent. Yeah. Okay, perfect. Um, hi. <laughs> um, so how long have you been in the community? Uh, not even a month. For, for a price point, what are you looking at for a price point per month? For me personally, I pay nine hundred per month. Nine hundred per month, and yep. what does that what does that get you here in our community? That's a one bedroom plus bathroom includes uh, utilities and okay. then uh, laundry. Oh, and so includes laundry yeah. too. So you have all your amenities. Yeah. Um, now nine hundred a month. That seems pretty fair. Like, how do you feel about that price? I thought she was joking. I uh, lived in Vancouver in a bachelor suite okay. for twelve hundred. Okay. So what if I told you the building behind you here, starting September one, uh, and they've they've replaced bathtubs, they've painted, they put in uh, fridges and stoves. Maybe they've replaced flooring. I don't know. Um, they're wanting to rent out five hundred square foot apartments. This is probably fifty or seventy years old for one thousand three hundred and fifty dollars. <laughs> I would find that disgusting. So what are you getting then? What, what, like, what, what is your is your place new? Is it old? Like, and mine's brand new. So, when you say brand new, like you mean like brand new everything. It's they just uh, built it, I guess. Okay, so it's a new build. Yeah. Okay, so. Um, thank you very much. I, I hope you really enjoy the community here, and I thank hope you, you get a warm welcome. And thank you. And uh, thanks for stopping and having a I'll chat with see me you around. Okay, thank you. Come on. Hi, I have this lovely family here from Dauphin uh, that's willing to do an interview with me here today. Oh, hi. Hi. No, no, no. hi. Hey. So, are you new to the community? Have you lived here for a while? We lived here for a while. Like a couple years or 10 years or how long? Me around 10 years. About 10 years? And you? Uh, four and a half. Four and a half, okay. So, and you have a beautiful family here. Um, so, I'm asking a few people that'll stop and talk to me today about rental properties in Dauphin. Do you do you rent or do you own your home? Uh, we rent. You rent, and you yeah. So you and you guys are you are a couple. I'm imagining. Yeah. Okay. So, um, you're the place that you're renting right now. Are you renting a home, an apartment, an apartment, an apartment? And what does your apartment cost you per month? Um, nine seventy-five. Nine seventy-five, and is that a two-bedroom, a three-bedroom? That's a two. A two-bedroom. Okay, and is that here on the north end of the city? Yeah, it's just okay. Studio, yeah. Okay, and are you and are like is your utilities included? No, we gotta pay our all, our water's included. Okay, but our hydro and heating we have to pay ourselves. Okay, so it's nine seventy-five plus utilities. So, do you feel that that's a fair value for what you get, what you're getting? Like, would you like, would you like housing to be a little bit less money or like, do you think we could, should we be charging $1,100 a month? Like, what do you think? I think it should be a, maybe a little bit less. Like maybe 900 Yeah. Yeah. Like maybe $900 a month would be fair. Okay. And what if I told you that this apartment here behind you starting September 1 is going to be $1,350 a month? For like a small, for, for, and I don't know, it might be a one or two bedroom house, but that's the rent is going up to $1,350 starting September 1, and I'm not pulling your leg, that's the truth. Uh, uh, 
What do you think of that? Um, that's a little crazy. That's a little bit high. And what if I told you that the same owner is a, is a foreign investor, so he's not from Dauphin, and he's not from our community, he's not a community person. He's bought this building, he's bought Forest Avenue and Brown East, so all three buildings he owns. He's done things like pull the bathtubs and not given the tenants uh, a proper bathroom to use for weeks or months on end, or pulled like the fridge and stove and not given them a place to cook or, or re- refrigerate their food for two weeks or more. Like, do you think that's a fair way to be treated as a tenant? No. No. And do you wish there was a process in place so that people couldn't come and do this to people in our community? Yeah, yeah. So I feel bad for the tenants in this building. I hope that, you know, that they're able to, to, to figure out uh, how to navigate this. Um, but I really appreciate you talking to me. I think that, you know, you have a family and you're part of the community. And so we should be community minded, should we not? Like caring for one another, right? Yeah. Well, thank you for taking the time to talk to me. I, you know, I hope you, I, I wish you all the best. I hope your rent stays where it is and you don't have this landlord take over your building. And and, um, you know, because it's a beautiful place to live. Do you do you enjoy Dauphin? Yes. yes. Yeah? Do. It's nice. Do you find it friendly? Yes. Yeah, that's Hell good. Yeah. That's good. Well, thank you so much for taking the time to talk to me today. Yeah. All right. Thank you. Thank you. You can find that petition at www.change.org. And if you enjoyed today's episode, please like and subscribe on YouTube. See you next week.